Blog Talk Radio. From Los Angeles, California, the music capital of America, it's Music Friday Live. I'm your host, Patrick O'Heffernan. This is your show. Our guests are here to talk with you, so call in. 347-215-7511 or email us musicfridaylive at gmail.com and here we go say welcome to all of our listeners on the Block Talk Radio Network and the Cyber Station USA Network and their radio affiliates on the East Coast. And also hi to everybody listening to us on the Artistic Echoes Network in the UK, although you're not going to hear us until tomorrow, but hi anyway, all right, and everybody listening to us on Stitcher and iTunes. If you have questions or comments, call us or email us. You know, if you're sitting there in your office and you've got your headphones on, like I know a lot of you do, go ahead and email us and we'll read your emails on the air, musicfridaylive at gmail.com, or if you're listening to us on a podcast or in England, same thing. Well, you know, it's kind of hard to know where to start to introduce our next guest. Because he does so many things, and he is so good at all of them. Rob Bonfiglio is a guitarist. He's a songwriter. He's a producer. He's a musical director. He's a performer. He gained national prominence as the founding member of one of the founding members of the pop power band Wanderlust. He scored a radio hit on the Billboard charts with I Walked, and he landed prime opening gigs for The Who and other bands like that. He moved to L.A., thank goodness, to our city here in 2001, and is well-known and beloved and critically acclaimed solo artist here. He's released five solo albums to date, the most recent one, Trouble Again, and we're going to play a little of it today. He also tours and is the musical director for Wilson Phillips. He produced their most recent album, Dedicated. And if that wasn't enough, okay, you've heard him on television, you've heard his music on television and films, including Disney's uh, uh, Bridge to uh, Dharabitha. Rob, welcome to Music Friday Live. Thank you, Patrick. Good to be here. Well, Thank you. it's good good to talk to you, and I'm excited. You've, you've got a, a new album out, A Trouble Again, and we're going to play some cuts from it. But I kind of wonder, where does the title come from? You don't seem like you're trouble. <laughs> well, you don't live with me, so you don't know. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get to that later. <laughs> um, yeah. It was just the title track of, of one of the earlier songs for the record that I had written. And uh, it, 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 it would be the first of my albums that I actually named after a song that appears on the album. And I just kind of liked it. It, it. it kind of was attractive to me. And uh, you can take it at many different levels, you know. Yeah. Okay, well, what I'm going to do is I'm going to play a little about a bit of it. Here is Trouble Again. Summertime stops the line, got that open window feeling again. Heat at night, neon light, I've come alive before the day settles in. Thought I'd still be fly- 
but I get the feeling I'm in trouble again. Well, actually, you know, um, the lyrics there sound like a, a life narrative and a sort of looking back at your childhood. Uh, you sing, yeah. since the age of five, I chose to fly. I never thought I'd still be flying today. I cut the line instead of dying on the vine, but I guess the child don't go away. Because when it seems pretend, I get the feeling I'm in trouble again. Well, I actually think that's the best of all worlds. The child never goes away. And mm-hmm. you can always choose to fly. So you're still flying. Um, are, is being in trouble a good thing? Well, it can be. It can be. It's more, you know, I think I'm writing from an, ex- an existential point of view and saying that, you know, when I feel that I've lost my way or that I feel um, that I'm not on the right path that I think I should be on, then I have to change my direction or I have to get to get, get it together and continue moving forward. And I was, it's, it's, it's vague. It's a vague notion, but it's, it hits deep with me, so I, I, I don't know. It's hard to explain how, how these lyrics come about, you know? Well, it seems to work. <laughs> I hope um, so. I hope so. You know, it could be interpreted in many ways, which is yeah. my favorite kind, kind of lyrics. So. Well, I, you know, listening to the music in that, uh, especially the way the guitar and the drums sort of weave and blend together, it kind of adds an urgency to the song, especially in the choruses. Mm-hmm. Um, did you have to work on that for a while, or did it come easy? Um, as with most of the songs on this record, I, it, pieces came pretty quickly. Um, so I, I, I can't specifically remember if Trouble Again had begun with the chorus, and then I kind of had to craft the verses um, or, or the other way around. But generally speaking, a chorus or a, a key line will come first. And I believe mm-hmm. it was like that with, with Trouble Again. Um, I think Trouble Again, the, the, that phrase was the first thing to happen. And okay. uh, the chorus came pretty quick. Yeah, so it's, it's really a, a piecemeal process. <laughs> well, a lot of creativity <laughs> is. It's never linear. Yeah. Um, exactly. You've got, uh, 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 some more interesting lines in that song. Um, when I close my eyes, I can for 15 minutes believe in myself again for 15 minutes, and then I let the feeling end. Tossing and turning all around, I fall to pieces on the ground. Now, obviously, you don't fall to pieces on the ground. You're very successful. So I just <laughs> wonder what was going on with, with that lyric? Who, who, who can only believe in himself for 15 minutes? You know, a lot of these lyrics are are subconsciously written, and this is no exception. This particular tune, so I, it's hard for me to to define in a very pinpoint way what that means. Um, sometimes I will continue, I will finish a song and and then step back and look and say, oh, that's what that's kind of about. All right, I got it. Um, yeah. A lot of it's about you know questioning oneself, um, lack of self confidence, and um, wow, it's 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 a tough one. It's a tough one to, to, to say what that's about. You know, I, I always kind of wanted to write songs like Bruce Springsteen, where he, you know, it's it's a very specific storyline that begins in a certain way and ends, and it's very clear what this is about. Um, but I tend to write more existentially, like I said before, and 
I like people to kind of take from it what they will in a personal sense. Um, and that's it. You know, I don't know. Okay. I think the message there is I shouldn't be so literal when I'm reading your, uh, your lyrics. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it's okay. No, it's okay. <laughs> oh, well, uh, I, I want to uh, to to play uh, another one of your songs uh, now that you've told us a little bit about your where songs come from, and this is a song called yeah. "Gone." vibrating with that guitar. Uh, <laughs> it's a good thing I have a, a long, flexible cord on my microphone because I'm up out of my chair sort of dancing around uh, there. Uh, that, that, it, that is a great song. You know, we listened to that over and over this week here in the studio, and everybody was dancing around. So I love it. Oh, yeah. um, you know, in that song, you, um, you sing, I, I know what I want. I, I uh, just don't know where to begin. Gone, cast away with a heartache that needs to relate. I know what I need. I just don't know what to say. Well, obviously, you do know what to say because you say it very well. <laughs> uh, uh, you're, but, you know, your songs are very relatable. Yeah, and you, like I said, you do seem to know exactly what to say. And, and you say it in ways that are both poetically beautiful and unforgettably musical. It's like I said, um, and that's, that's not an easy trick as, as you well know. Thank you. Uh, so when you're, when you're writing lyrics like that, which could, you know, be sad, they could be um, happy. They could be lots of different things. And then you lay down that, a track like that with, with that rhythm and that beat and that, mm. and those guitar riffs, uh, do they come hmm. together or do you kind of look at the lyrics and say, you know, I know how this would sound. Um, you know, there, it's like a puzzle that, that slowly finds itself together. Um, I like to write songs that I would like to hear, you know, as I would think most musicians or, or songwriters would do, you know, they want to write the best song they can, meaning the songs that they would like to hear. Um, and lyrically, I think it's, it's, it's such a subconscious, a subconscious process that it's hard to define why one thing works with another thing. Um, I think that there's a certain, uh, heaviness in the lyric of gone that perhaps is, I like to reflect the lyric in the music, of course. So maybe there's, there's like a, a longing, a feeling of, 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 of want, um, a certain melancholy, perhaps. Uh, that song in particular definitely influenced by my early um, 
listening experiences of of growing up in Philadelphia on on you know soul radio and on all that stuff. Sure. Um, yeah. That's some of my favorite kind of music of all time, and it's deep within me. So that's kind of where the music came from from that that particular song. Um, yeah. yeah. You know, I I grew up in that period, and uh, when mm-hmm. Philadelphia, the Philadelphia sound was was very prominent, and American Bandstand was broadcasting and all of mm-hmm. that. And uh, you know, we were doing our thing out here on the West Coast beach music a little later, mm-hmm. not quite the same time. Um, and I I think that a lot of West Coast, particularly millennials, have no idea of the uh, explosion of rock and roll and the and the birthing of rock and roll in Philadelphia and uh, mm. I, I can hear it in your music uh, and mm. I'm glad yeah. you, you brought that up because that's something that that you know we kind of need to remember that that it you know wasn't all yeah yeah I, I, you know I would I would urge all the young the youngsters I feel like old man all the all the young <laughs> folks to <laughs> To really, you know, to really to the music and, and to learn everything you can about where the stuff came from and how it's evolved and where it is now, you know, how it's gotten from point A to point B, point C, et cetera, et cetera. Because um, it's a really, it's a fascinating and beautifully linear, pro, you know, uh, history that, that needs to be kept alive. Oh, I, I think it will be kept alive. Um, uh, there's plenty of ways that happens, but what I don't think most people realize is that what went on in Philadelphia and later on Detroit and someplace in New York and then Nashville and, and uh, um, some other places on the, on the East side of the country actually changed the world. Yeah. 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 Rock and roll was a new phenomenon and it carried with it, not only a music, but a, um, a culture and a way of thinking and a way of acting and dan- and dancing and moving and mm. relating to authority yeah. and it changed the world. So congratulations sure has, to, yeah. to all of you who, who did that. And uh, I'm happy. Yeah. I know there's some other people out there who aren't, but I'm happy. <laughs> right? <laughs> um, let me remind our listeners while we're all thinking here about uh, the origins of rock and roll uh, that we're talking with uh, Rob Bonfiglio <laughs> about his new album, Trouble Again, and you can talk with him too. You can call in 347-215-7511, or you can email. A lot of you are emailing, so um, rather than give out the email address again, uh, which obviously you know, I'm going to go to some of the emails here, Rob. Um, Randy in, in Los Angeles <laughs> asks, and, and we always get this question, and it's a good one, what kind of guitars yeah. do you play? <laughs> oh boy, I have a lot of guitars. Um, but if you're speaking primarily about this record, I did most of the guitars on a um, a late '90s Telecaster. Uh, a couple, well, Gone. Let's go back to Gone. I, I played that guitar solo part on a uh, Gibson ES three forty five. Um, I have a number of Stratocasters that I record with quite frequently and acoustic guitar wise, I have a, uh, Gibson jumbo, uh, SJ 200. Um, yeah, there you go. Okay. All right. Well, I'm a tell you. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, Morley in Hollywood, uh, wants to know, do you ever, pl- wow, this is interesting. Do you ever play with symphony concerts? 
Yes, I have. Um, and this was with Wilson Phillips. We've done a few shows um, backed by local symphony orchestras. And it's really an incredible, incredible experience. Um, that's all I can say. I don't know. It's, it's an amazing uh, okay. It's amazing soundscape that you kind of just worked yourself around, and it's it's beautiful. It's a beautiful thing. Yes. Okay. Um, we have to take a quick break for a little uh, commercial here, and then we'll be right back with the rest of the emails. Cameo Entertainment Group and Cyber Station USA are now part of Stitcher, a free radio app for your smartphone. With Stitcher, you can listen to live programming as well as archived radio programming right on your phone. To obtain Stitcher, just go to the App Store for your particular phone. Go to search, then type in Stitcher. That's Stitcher. S-T-I-T-C-H-E-R. S-T-I-T-C-H-E-R. Then download. It's that simple. Stitcher, a free radio app for your smartphone. Convenient access to live and archived Cyber Station USA programming on your mobile phone. That's Stitcher. S-T-I-T-C-H-E-R. Cyber Station USA. Always on the go. Okay, so everybody's listening to us on Stitcher, and we just wanted to let uh, the world know that you can do that. We've got some more uh, emails here, and uh, one is from Amethyst, and Amethyst is in Austin. Have you ever played in, have you ever played in Austin, Rob? I've never been to Austin. Okay, all right, well, <laughs> Amethyst uh, It's awesome, I can do this. Okay. Yeah. She wants to know, when you play for a movie... Do you watch the movie while you're playing, while you're composing and recording the music? Um, that is a specific kind of, of film scoring that is done. Um, the kinds of, of, of uh, movies that I have been involved with ha- have actually taken my finished songs and placed them over specific scenes um, to create whatever mood it is that they want. Um, no, I have not done that kind of, of, of film scoring. However, I would, would love to someday, you know, involve myself in that. Interesting. And okay. let me get back to the let me get back to the previous email um, regarding sure. the symphony orchestras. There yeah. is a guy out there. His name his name is Robert Gonfilio. Okay, believe it or not, and it's not me. And he <laughs> plays harmonica, and he plays classical harmonica in in symphonic settings. So just want to get that clear. I'm not that guy. <laughs> Um, of all but you also the, brought up I something should, else. Yeah, I didn't yeah. know there was a classical harmonica. <laughs> right? Yeah. Tell me about so it. You, you, so you taught us. You taught us <laughs> something. Um, Brooker <laughs> in, in uh, New York City. Um, oh, why don't we hold off on this one? This is um, he's he's obviously done some research, but I want to. It, it doesn't quite fit for the flow. So Brooker will ask this question a little later. Um, Zephyr in Seattle. Um, do you ever play outside of Los Angeles? Like for instance, here in Seattle. <laughs> <laughs> um, when I toured with Wilson Phillips, yes. Um, as my own entity, not yet. However, I do plan to do a little more touring. So I hope to see you up there sometime soon. All right. We have one more here. Oh, this is going to be interesting. Uh, this is from Leslie in Philadelphia. Um, and Leslie says, well, you built a great career in Philadelphia. What prompted you to move to Los Angeles? <laughs> well, I didn't, I don't, I don't know how great my career was in Philly. <laughs> I was struggling <laughs> as was everybody else. Um, that city is near and dear to my heart. Of course, my family still lives there. Uh, you know, I got married. I, I moved out here. My wife's from out here and there you go. 
Okay. All right. That's the boss. Well, 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 well speaking of, of moving out here and, and, I, and playing out here, um, are there any artists that uh, you, well, since you've been here, you, you've clicked really well with uh, that you love to play with here in Los Angeles? Sure. Yeah, there's a number of guys. Um, let's see. Chris Price is a guy that comes to mind. Um, sure. Fernando, Fernando Perdomo, an incredible mm-hmm. multi-instrumentalist and songwriter. Um, wow, who else? There are two wonderful collectives of um, uh, that, that, that put on charity shows. That, that's kind of a collective of musicians that play a couple times a year. Uh, one is called the uh, the Wild Honey Orchestra. Um, mm-hmm. The other is called the Tribe. Um, I know them well. I with Lori Reimer. Yeah. yeah, 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 sure. Yeah, Lori Reimer, of course. Love you, Lori. And uh, let's see, Rosemary Butler. I play with. She's wonderful. Um, you know, there's 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 such a great cache of players out here. And and of all different types of of, of styles, um, I could I could just talk about them for for the next hour. Or so, but that was that's a few <laughs> well, of course, them. We don't have the next hour, but maybe we'll uh, yeah. bring you back on at some other time. Um, you, you you mentioned um, um, Wilson Phillips and uh, who you you tour with them, and you're the musical director, and of course you're married to Carrie Phillips, uh, who's one of the singers, yeah, Carrie, yeah. founding singers. Mm-hmm. It, it, it must be very satisfying to know that after, I guess, almost two decades, the, the beautiful harmonies of, of Wilson Phillips still draw big crowds of fans. That, uh, and not only people like me, but, but younger people, too. You must really love that. Yeah, it's great. It's wonderful. There's, uh, I think that the, you know, they had a song called Hold On. That was the big, big hit back in 1990. And it's, it's come full circle to now where it's kind of a yeah. – uh, um, not a nostalgia, but it's like an '80s, '90s kind of an iconic thing that it's people a still. It's a classic. There you go, and and they're still getting mileage off of that, and that's a great thing. It's a great thing. Please mm-hmm. tour more, ladies. <laughs> all right, that's a request um, from me. <laughs> all right, you know, uh, and, and re- recalling that song and and listening to your music. Um, you create music that is, like I said, is classic, and, and it's classic in the sense that it's built to last. That the hooks and the melodies and the rhythms that are assembled to to stay with the listeners, um, they're they're quality mm-hmm. music. They're not you know three minute throwaways. Mm-hmm. Does the avalanche avalanche of auto tune and sampling and radio and radio wonders today dismay you, or is that just all part of the art? Yeah. It's- it is just part of the art. I think it's, it's part of technology, you know, um, running hand in hand with the art. I don't partake in it as much as maybe someone else might. And, uh, you know, there's, there's, there's abuse of it as well, but uh, you know, you got to take it at, at, at face value and understand that, that this is how things are going to evolve because technology is going to, always be there and it's always going to uh, expand and for better or worse, you take what, what, what good you can take out of it. Um, you know, a lot of it bands, is not necessarily my thing. Yeah. I'm sorry. And then some bands like Halo Circus use it really, really, really well. Um, and so, uh-huh. yeah. Um, I'm going to yeah, play yeah. Uh, uh, a minute of my favorite song on the album, which has no auto tune in it. And, uh, uh, yeah, this, uh, even though uh, given the title, uh, one, it, it 
brings back memories of cruising down Hollywood Boulevard. This is Passenger Seat. Sky, the desert heat, no reason why. Won't you meet me in the passenger seat? Um, you know, your wife and her musical family are icons of Southern California lifestyle. And I just wondered, does, does that song hint a little bit that you're now hooked on the um, on SoCal, never to return to the East Coast? Yeah, you might have to, you might say that I'm uh, you know, I've been back a few times during the winter and and couldn't really handle it. <laughs> so back <laughs> okay. I went. So yeah, you know, it it did. It's funny because living in LA, it it it's taken me probably 15 years to really come to love this place. Um I was homesick for a long time. Um but now and I love it and I don't think I'll be turning back. So there you go. It, it takes it takes some people that long just to just to get used to the 405. So uh, don't feel bad. <laughs> right? I'm, I'm not used to that. Uh, and I grew up here. <laughs> this, is, this is hometown. Oh. When I was a kid, there was no 405, and I'm still getting used to it. Wow. Um, wow. Like I said, th- that was actually my youth in LA. What you're singing about, and and to some degree, it still is. Yeah. And you really nailed it. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, you've got yeah, everything in that song. You know, you don't have the top down on Ventura <laughs> Highway, but you're close. Um, <laughs> and you know, Thank you. The, and, and there's another great song in there that uh, has kind of that feeling to it, although it's a love song, and I want to play it. Uh, there goes my heart. There goes my heart. Like I said, that 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 song's uh, it seems to me like it's a love story, and it's it's really really good songwriting. I I love the the way you put "There goes my heart again," leading to where my lonely ends and love begins. What a nice turn of phrase! Mm. I mean, geez, really Thank well you. done. Uh, <laughs> right. 
Um, and, I, and as a writer myself, I have to ask, how do you do that? You know, it's just, but uh, wow. if you knew, you'd, it's a, it's you'd a lot follow of mulling. It. Yeah, I'll bet. Yeah. All right. Um, we have one more a lot question. of mulling over. Yeah, I'll, I'll bet. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> we have one more question. And this is from Brooker in New York City. And he wants to know that when you tour with Wilson Phillips, do you and your wife ever have artistic differences? You could say we have artistic differences um, once in a while. I think when, when we're on stage, we, we, it's, it's pure simpatico, and, and, and we enjoy every second of it. And we're playing music that's already done and written, so there's nothing to really argue about. Um, you know, we argue about other things. <laughs> we argue about <laughs> who's going to, uh, yeah, who's, you know, who's going to take the dog to the vet next week. That's what we argue about. Okay. All right. But th- those aren't artistic differences. Okay. All right. Well, we're almost out of time and I want to give you an opportunity. Uh, I know you have a, a gig coming up in Vancouver. Are you planning on any, yeah. uh, any uh, tours or, or shows in the United States? Um, I'm hoping to get something going in the next month or so with regards to taking this out in the fall. Um, okay. Details to follow. Yeah. Okay. And where, where should people follow you so they can get those details? Sure. Uh, you can go to my website, which is www.robbonfilio. That's R-O-B-B-O-N-F-I-G-L-I-O.com. Okay. All right. Well, when you do play back here in Los Angeles, please let me know. I will be there in the front row. And in the meantime, Yay. Rob, Thank you for great music, and thank you for taking the time to be with us today. This has really been fun. Thank you so much, Patrick. It was a blast. That was Rob Bonfilio. Follow him at Rob Bonfilio. That's R-O-B-B-O-N-F-I-G-L-I-O.com. Follow him on social media. The new album is Trouble Again, and the previous albums are also great. They should be in your collection, too. You can get them there on the website we're going to take a uh, a quick break right now and uh, when we come back we've got uh, wonderful guests uh, two wonderful guests actually elf feeling will be with us but in the meantime we're going to take a little trip to mexico here just two hours south of the california border lies the enchanting seaside town of san felipe baja california where friendly people warm waters and a relaxing vacation awaits and it all starts at www.mysanfelipevacation.com. Whether you choose to golf on the 18-hole championship course overlooking the Sea of Cortez with friends, enjoy a romantic weekend for two on the beach, or take the whole family for a fun-filled weekend of shopping and activities, you'll be sure to find just the right accommodations at mysanfelipevacation.com. So what are you waiting for? Isn't it time you got away? Visit www.mysanfelipevacation.com today. That's www.mysanfelipevacation.com. See you in San Felipe. And you will see us in San Felipe, particularly if you go to mysanfelipevacation.com and you put in the discount code MFLA5, which will give you a discount on everything you book at San Felipe. Sometimes a young band comes along that even though they're relatively fresh out of the gate and they only have a few songs recorded, 
They are so creative and so energetic and so much fun. You know, not too distant future, they're going to come back. They'll be holding their Grammy and handing you their second album and passes to their next performance at the Hollywood Bowl. Well, maybe not all that right away, but L Feeling sure feels that way. They have been together for two years and have gelled into a group that has success just written all over it, uh, particularly from their, their first release, Parapa, their, their, and their music video, and their insanely fun photography and their personality. These are people you want to be with, you want to listen to, and you want to follow. So I'm so happy to introduce you today to Carolina Cobo and Carlos Hernan of El Feeling. Hi, guys. Hello, Patrick. How are you? Pleasure to be here. Happy to hear you. Hi, Patrick. This is Carolina from Santa Monica. Thank you for having us on your show. It's such a pleasure. It's such an honor to be here. Very excited. Like I say, it's an honor for me because I know you're going to be back in a year with your with your Grammy and inviting me to your show at the Hollywood Bowl. So I'm looking forward oh, to that. Yeah. You will be the first one, Patrick. Don't worry about it. We got you. Okay. <laughs> you're all so right. kind. You're so kind. Thank you so much. Well, let's talk about Parapa. What is Parapa? Okay. Well, Parapa is a word we invented. Basically, uh, I was thinking about the name of the song, and it took me like two ter- like two days, like thinking about okay, what's a cool name? Uh, I don't want to be cliche. I just want to have something cool. And I was basically singing the lyrics, and I was just basically singing like pa para pa para pa para pa para 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 pa. And the drummer told me like that name, Parapa. And I was like, yeah, right. When you don't know the lyrics, you always sing the sounds like pa 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 para pa. You see, you see the melody saying Parapa. Okay, all right. But and and you know what else is that um I, I realize you you two play music together, but you're standing a little too close to each other and we're getting feedback from your your phones. So so okay, parapa a, a, a couple of feet away from one another, okay? Yeah. Okay, all right. Well, that explains it. And that's why I I couldn't find parapa in any of my Spanish dictionaries because you made it up, but I have a feeling that it won't be too long before it is in the Spanish dictionary. So, um, well, let me, let me go ahead, Carolina. That's a made-up word, just like you said. You cannot find it in the dictionary. But who knows, one day, because why not? <laughs> why not? Yeah, I have a feeling it's going to migrate into the, into the language. Um, you know, I was at um, the Hammer Museum last week and listening to uh, uh, Boyupongo and with their tropical cumbia. And then at the Moroccan Lounge Sunday night with El, with El Dusty with his cumbia rock and hip-hop and fusion sampling music. How is Parapa different than e, than these and other kinds of cumbia and other cumbia bands? Um, well, I think it's uh, our goal uh, is not, it's just like, you know, have like a different cumbia. We just want to... Um, write the music we feel is good for us. But in fact, I think uh, probably uh, those elements from rock, like electric guitars and heartbeats, could be a difference, you know, uh, a difference. And also the beats, the EDM details, all the things that we have been mixing, uh, probably that will be uh, what makes Parappa different. But as I mentioned before, uh, to us, 
our goal is not like, okay, we want to be like a different man. We, we just try what we feel is good. And if for people that's different, well, that's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> okay, all right. Well, Latin music, or more accurately, Latino music, is is going through a revolution right now. A revolution that actually started with Oza Motley in the early 90s. And, but it's really been accelerating the past few years with bands like Chicano Batman and La Santa Cecilia and the Marias and others. Do you see yourself part of this revolution of, of reshaping Latino music and taking it into the mainstream? Well, Patrick, if, if you see us as part of the revolution, we really feel it's an honor to be just considered to be part of that, you know, because we're talking big Latino revolution, and we just want to bring people together where we are. We're a big community of artists and musicians, you know, um, that we have started collaborating and just following our passion, our dream, and raising our voices, making people come together around music. And if that's what being part of that revolution is, then yes, we feel that we want to be part of that revolution. Well, I, I think you are, and, and I um, was at um, the uh, the Skirball last night. They had uh, the Marias, who are not a cumbia band, but uh, uh, the audience was every race, every age, um, every language, and they were all having fun. So you're you're right on that music does bring people together. Um, now cumbia, oh, back to cumbia. Cumbia originally, yeah. you know, which starts started in eight in the 1800s uh in colombia it's it's structured around the accordion the huiro the hand drum the uh the tambor the the caja uh by um depending on where it's being played sometimes there are flutes and horns and even a piano now you've added some personal elements of your own and something something called a milo flute what is a milo flute oh the milo uh it's actually uh, the media um it's 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 flute from the north of Colombia. It is not necessary for cumbia. Um it's just for all kind of music in Colombia, in especially in the north part of Colombia. They play um poros, uh calypsos, they play also uh bujarengue. It's an instrument that uh, we use for different kind of music, not only for cumbia. But in this case in Dojiba, uh I was just like thinking to have something different, you know, because the main instrument in Parapa is the accordion, it's the lead instrument. So in this case, for the second single, Doidipa, the flauta de Mijo is gonna be the lead in, the lead instrument. Uh, it's not necessarily a cumbia instrument, but it's just uh, from from Colombia and um, for the for our folklore. So. Well, it, it's not necessary for cumbia, but it's part of your yeah. cumbia. So mm-hmm. that's what. Uh, so that's that's one of the things that that makes you you stand out. Uh, uh, and I want to ask you something uh, as as a cumbia band, um, and I really don't know this. Is is it the the drum, the tambor, or is it the huiro that actually sets the beat? Um, actually, the clave is uh, what what keeps the clave is the tambor. The tambor in this case, actually. Everything goes around that beat, and that beat, uh, it's making bad tambora. Interesting. You, you talk about the clave, and of course you don't play. There's no clave in the music itself. The, you know, that comes mm-hmm. from Cuba. 
Um, and I actually yeah. have a clave well, and I that, play it. <laughs> exactly. The, 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 the thing is that uh, people think that the clave is a Cuba clave, the salsa clave. But the, yeah. uh, what clave means is just uh, a rhythm, a beat that describes uh, music. In this case, like every kind of music has a clave. Uh, let me right. give you an example. Electronic music has the four on the floor. That's a clave. The pom, pom, pom. That's a clave. Clave means uh, the rhythm, the beat, the basic roots of the music. So in this case, cumbia has, like all different, you know, like in this case, like cumbia has a clave. The thing is that the most, like, like the most famous clave is the Cuba. Every, everyone thinks that means uh, only for salsa. Aha. Uh-huh. Okay. All right. Well, thank you. And, and next time we get together, if we ever have a chance to meet face to face, I'm going to bring my my clave that I that I brought back from Cuba, and you can uh, <laughs> show me some rhythms on it. But in the meantime, um, we need to play some music. All right. That's why we're here. Ooh, so I'm going to yeah. I'm going to play parapa. Okay. We, when, when we're on stage, we rock and roll, we feel the music, 
uh, rock and roll for us is just like how we see the music. Uh, okay. It's more about about that. Okay. Well, it it works. Um, you also have some some interesting lyrics too. Uh, um, it does not matter the race or where you come from. Raise your drink. Let's make a toast because tonight I'm the queen of the bar. I own the <laughs> rhythm that sounds and makes you dance. Well, you know, I, what can I say? That 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 is exactly right. You paint a picture of a permanent legalized party, right? Oh um, yes, and the girls yes. love that part. Let me tell you, Patrick. They are all queens of the bar, enjoying the music, enjoying the music of the feeling, dancing to Carapa. And funny story that first idea, the first draft of the lyrics, um, when Carlos presented this song to us, to the band members, the lyrics were thought in for a man. So we mm. had to adjust it change to a female lyrics and and switch it to something that is still you know has that powerful message that still invites to the party to enjoy music to bring people from every country every nationality doesn't matter where you come to have a good time with a woman this time so Yay. that was a bit of yeah. <laughs> good good for you good for you um uh now um I read the, the the lyrics in English. Obviously, they're in Spanish. Do, do you um, do you plan to do any uh, recording in English? Oh yes, it's definitely on the plans for the future. Uh, but we wanted to just have a start with our roots, connecting with where we come from. You know, uh, we're all Latin American people with different backgrounds, and Spanish is our mother tongue. So it felt just right that we approached music and the first single in Spanish and then from there, you know, explore English because we're, of course, we're California-based and we have uh, followers that speak in English. So, yes, it's definitely in the plan. Okay. All right. Uh, let me remind our audience that uh, <clears throat> we're talking with El Feeling, two of the members of El Feeling, and you can talk with them too. You can call us, 347-215-7511, or you can email, and people are already emailing. My God, we have an email here from Spain. Um, so I'm not going to give out the address because you're already, well, I will, musicfridaylive at gmail.com. All right, let's, let's go to some of these emails. Um, Hi, I'm Sergio from Spain, and I have two questions for El Feeling. Uh, when will the release of the video clip of Parapa occur, and when is your next single? And then he says, thank you, and, and I wish you many successes. We've well, already released well, the video uh, of Parapa, haven't you? No. Um, you have to be your special project, but uh, we're about to choose a date. Actually, we were talking with our team this week. Uh, we're planning to release the, the video uh, uh, the last week of August or the first week of September. For sure, okay. it's gonna be during that time. Uh, okay. The idea is, you know, to we have been planning like all the promos, like everything with different magazines, radios in Colombia and Mexico. So it's been it's it's been hard, you know. It's a lot of work, but yeah, we we are sure it's gonna be, you know, good stuff. I like that. It always takes time. Well, well, let me know, um, and we'll we'll be happy to, to to provide some publicity for you too. 
Yeah, sure. And for the second single, uh, for sure it's gonna be at the end of this year, probably November or first week of December. We don't want to do it at the end of December because you know during during Christmas time nobody cares about music. <laughs> <laughs> but for sure at the end of the year it's gonna be. We we wanna have like two singles this year, Parappa and, and and the second one. Okay, all right. Um, let us know, and we'll we'll be happy to be part of uh, letting people know about about your music. Okay. Um, Muncie in San Fernando, do you think that cumbia is getting overdone? It seems like everybody's doing it. Um, I mean, it's it's not, but we are also planning to uh, have more rhythms in our music. Uh, for sure, Parappa is uh, it's a cumbia song, but if you check our second single. It's a little bit different. It also has uh, all the cumbia and Latino roots, but with a different different sense. And I don't think cumbia is. I mean, it's going to be there forever. You know, people love it. Um, but yeah, we're planning to have more things besides cumbia. Okay. All right. And oh, we got a um, a email here from London. Somebody's in the middle of night in London listening to the show. Um, Bailey, Bailey in London, and Bailey says, Cumbia is big in London. Check out Arriba La Cumbia. Wow. That's a club. Thank you, Do you know that? Is that a club? Do you know it? No. Funny story. I lived in England, in Oxford, for four years, and I don't know that. Cumbia didn't happen for me, so I'm excited about it because I really want to go back to England. I have a very deep England and my British friends are very deep. I'm very fond of them, and I'm excited to know that cumbia is happening there. So maybe we can bring El Feeling to London. Okay, well, go online, and I, I think he's talking about a club called Arriba La, La Cumbia in um, yeah in, in, in London. Yeah. Okay, Sergio in Brooklyn. Um, we should be on your tour. Many Colombianos here, um, and mucho música. So. <laughs> Go to go to Brooklyn. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, cumbia it's great, you know. Uh, there is cumbia everywhere, like Argentina, in Colombia, Venezuela, Peru. It's unbelievable how the, how all the countries have like a different. Uh, it, it's it's like the same sound but with different details. So that's really interesting how cumbia well, works for different people. Well, we got we have an email uh, from um, Tijuana here, and um, this is from Dista, uh, who wants to know if you've ever played in Mexico, or will you play in Mexico? Well, uh, for sure, we're gonna go to Mexico. I just want to say hello to everyone who's listening to Music Friday Live. Um, we are definitely planning to go to Mexico because guess what? Our percussionist Diego. Uh, he is from Mexico, so we have a big, big plans, like really big plans going on Mexico, touring Mexico. Um, we have a team working with us in Mexico. So we have basically, we are a team that it's sort of like working different areas. Right now our percussionist is located in Mexico, working towards our next projects and music, you know, like um, 
collaborations, touring, and press in Mexico. We have our guitarist, Sergio. I just want to say hello to my bandmates right now who are working really hard to make this project go on. Uh, Sergio is in Bogota right now. So we're going to be releasing the music video very soon, and we're going to be promoting in Bogota. And then we have Carlos, and me, Caro, in L.A., in Los Angeles, uh, with our percussionist, uh, Marco Echeverria, who is from Venezuela. So as you can see, there is a big sort of like community that we are creating around our music. We're bringing people together. And just the conversation right now, I can't believe how many people are writing and and are excited about cumbia. See, this is what this this rhythm, this folklore of ours is doing. It's bringing people together. So I'm just very grateful for that. Okay. Well, let's 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 bring some more people together and play some more music. Uh, this is uh, a, a little bit of a teaser. This is Doi Diba. <laughs> Qué bonito, qué bonito, nos encontramos en el camino, cuando menos me lo esperaba, tú me miraste y te abrí al oído. Okay, we are back. That is Doi Diba. That was a little bit of a radio teaser. That's why it didn't uh, didn't run very long. Uh, but I should say that's not the traditional cumbia. Uh, this is, as you said, this is another side of El Feeling. Um, it's kind of an electronic romantic side. Uh, and uh, in addition to being romantic, I, yeah, it's a little sexy too. You, your hand here, my hand there, our bodies drawn together like a magnet. Close your eyes. Let yourself be carried away. The music plays. This is not going to stop. That's kind of sensual lyrics there. Just a little touch of, on the feminine side, like I was saying, Patrick. Uh, we all like to feel a little bit of love, and why not spreading that? You know, we need more love in this world. We need more of that, you know. And we're just trying to create positive, good, loving messages to share with our community, with our friends, with our followers, just spreading that, the, good, the good vibes, to be fair. Well, I, I hope that it doesn't stop because uh, it, it, I agree completely with you. Um, I wanted to say, we only have a few minutes left, but I wanted to say, Carlina, you have an exquisite voice. It, your voice is very mature and very controlled. Did you have vocal training? Thank you, Patrick. Yes, I did. Um, Here's a little fact that maybe our feeling followers don't know yet, but I graduated as a classical singer. I used to sing and perform opera. I'm a mezzo-soprano, <laughs> and I also went to Oxford, like I told you before our interview. I um, 
I am a, I have a master's degree in composition and sonic art, so I really appreciate music in all of its spectrums. You know, not only the singing, but the composition, the sound itself. To me, it's it's such a beautiful thing that we have, and the tools are there. We just need to create and and send a message. You know, it doesn't surprise me that you have opera training. Uh, I, I know a, a many, many popular musicians uh, who have that classical training. Irene Diaz, 18 years, classical piano. Militia Box, uh, opera singer who, who now does heavy metal. You know, so it's good training. Well, we are uh, just about out of time here. and But I want to make sure that uh, I find out, do you have any live performances coming up? Hello? Uh, can you Hello? say that again, please? Sorry. Uh, do you Hello? have any live performances coming up? Uh, no, for now. We have. Um, we are right now just like writing and producing music and, you know, planning all the things for next year. But for sure we are going to have um, things uh, at the beginning of next year. But right now it's just like the production process, organizing everything, you know, uh, making our team stronger. Uh, and, yeah, that's that's what, what we are doing right now. Okay. And where where are you where should people go to follow you? What's what's the, the best place online to find you? Uh you can find us on Instagram, Twitter and Facebook as El Feeling Music. Um we also have a newsletter that our followers can subscribe to so they get all the news on new upcoming events, you know, the release of our music video, for example, and many, many other things that are about to come. Okay. Well, I want to thank you very much for being on the show today. I'm looking forward to the many, many things that that, uh, are coming up because I see great things in your future and more great music from you and in my headphones. So thank you so much for taking the time to be with us today. Thank, Thank you, Patrick. But... We are so, so happy. It was a really great time. Uh, really, like, uh, it's been a pleasure to talk to you. Thank you so much, Patrick. That's uh, El Feeling. Follow them on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and, and listen to their music on Reverb Nation and stream Parapa on Spotify. Well, you have been listening to Music Friday Live with Patrick O'Heffernan from the Cyber Station USA Network, the Blog Talk Radio Network, and our radio affiliates in the U.S. and in England. Like our Facebook page, follow our Twitter feeds, and get real-time updates on our guests. Music Friday Live is produced by Music Friday Live and by Fairness Radio, LLC. Our program director is Jason Bartleben. Our intern is Angeline Serrano, although she has her own radio show now. You go, girl. Download this and other Music Friday Live programs at blogtalkradio.com or catch the podcast on iTunes. Check out Music Friday Live Twitter feed and you'll find out about our next guests. And we've got some really good ones lined up for the month, like I said. So check out our Twitter stream and also our Facebook page and we'll keep you updated. Goodbye, everybody. Have a great musical weekend. I'm going to leave you with a little bit more of that wonderful song. que viene de mi tierra, de esta 
la cumbia que traigo para gozar. Vamos llegando, se arma ya la fiesta. No importa de dónde vengas, ven, ponte a vacilar. 